right, so yeah, we are live, and um, we've been texting Charlie. She had a little bit of technical difficulties, so um, we didn't get a chance to do our hellos before. But hello, I'm obviously. <laughs> So as I, you know, yeah, it's it's funny. The first time people come on the show, they get so confused. It is it's super easy. We use StreamYard, which I love StreamYard. Um, it's super easy, click through, but sometimes people get confused. I had somebody one day on YouTube, um, they're like, I don't know how to click on to join. I'm like, you don't do it through YouTube. <laughs> It streams to YouTube. But um, so yeah, it's awesome to have you on. And thank you. I was super excited uh, when I seen that you're also a special needs mama. I, I get excited about that. <laughs> Tell people that, you know, when you become a special needs mama, it's like you get inducted into a club you never thought you would be a part of. But nobody um, <laughs> supports you like other special needs moms because it's definitely um, – it's definitely different. I guess yeah. to describe that. So I'm going to let you hop in and introduce yourself. Why I share this out the rest of the way, um, and that way people know who Charlie is and what you're all about. Okay. Well, hi. I'm Charlie Marie, and I'm an actress and a mother. And my oldest son has autism, and I personally have ADHD. So there's like a dual special needs thing going on right there. But um, anyway, so I think we're here to talk about all of that. Absolutely. So I, I do. I want to, I want to know all the things I'm just going to, I just, just want to know all the things. Um, I did scroll through your social media. Uh, first of all, you're super cute. I, I love your personality you. and um, I'm, you know, personalities are so important to me. They are. It's like, if, if I go to somebody's page and it's just like super dry and boring, I'm like, Mm, I get really nervous about what the conversation is going to be like, but I have been surprised. I've gone to some people's pages and I'm like, I'm really scared about how this is going to go. It ends up being a great conversation. But yours was fun. I was like, yeah, this is going to be good. So I was excited. And um, I've, I've never formally been diagnosed with ADHD, but I know I have it. Everybody that knows me also knows I have it. So I've self-diagnosed myself with it. So I feel you on that too, girl. Yeah. And I have, I do have seven kids. Um, I have seven Hi, children, gosh. child number five is the one that's autistic and it's funny i always say all the time by the time you have five children you think you have this parenting thing like down pat <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden life's like oh wait wait no you don't because autism is a whole different ball game of just trying to learn yeah. how to parent and he's 11 now he will be 12 um in may and it's funny um i have a nonprofit called beyond the spectrum which we're actually streaming live to that right now too oh, and yeah. um we, we're actually going to be starting a podcast together. He's really got interested in into podcasting and live streams. And he was like, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, all right. And I was like, that would be really cool. And we can use it to support the nonprofit that we have. So he's going to be actually um, doing a, a um, podcast, like a live podcast show with me, which I'm super excited about. I've never... Um, done one with my children I, i'm not gonna lie i'm a little bit nervous because you know autism is like one day they're yeah. like yeah and the next day they're like no no, yeah. no we're just gonna play it by ear that's that's how it is so but it'll be good it's gonna yeah. be fun. <laughs> yeah you know what and and you can probably speak on this you know i my son has taught me so much about life like i mean my other kids did too don't get me wrong children just have a way of looking at the world that adults just don't but yeah. an autistic like child outside or something. i know isn't it crazy but yeah. you know kids with autism they look at things so 
much differently and deeper. And um, he's taught me just so much about life in general. It's just yeah. been crazy. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's seriously, it's kind of one of those things. It's, and we have somebody, Brandy Singleton saying hi. Hi, Brandy. Hi. How are you? Hi. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a different world. Kind of explain if, um, a little bit about, I mean, your autistic child, um, about kind of your journey, you know, with being the mother of a special needs child. And we'll, we'll also get into some of your, your own stuff. Cause we're more than just our children, but I do want to tap into <laughs> that as well, because, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely an important part of our journey is, yeah. um, you know, being a special needs mom, it definitely becomes a part of our identity. So I'm going to kind of touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, so my oldest son, we, you know, took him to the doctors for his two-year-old checkup and they're like, okay, so does he say these set of words? And I was like, um, no, but he's like really smart. Like you got to understand. And the doctor yeah. was like, no, I understand, but um, let's, let's just, just in case, let's take him to this developmental pediatrician and you can just, just talk to them about the words he says. I was like, okay. And you know, like when you're a first time mom, you're just like, I need everything to be perfect for my child. And like, yeah. so I was like, okay, let's, let's make sure we do this right away. And I was a little nervous what this would be about. And so they, you know, I talked to the pediatrician and they said, listen, we think it's possible that he could be on the spectrum. Let's do a couple of tests and, you know, a couple of different like behavioral type tests and these things and see if he does. And I was like, okay. And I had been concerned that he wasn't talking yet, but since he was my first child, I was like, maybe it's normal. He'll just start talking later kind of thing. And Absolutely. I grew up with like eight little brothers and sisters. And so I was used to them talking, but I didn't remember exactly when they started talking. But I did notice that around other kids, he would talk more, but he'd also get upset about things socially that the other kids wouldn't. So anyway, this whole testing happened and they said, yes, he is autistic. And so, you know, you can either basically kind of teach him on your own or we can help you like through this process. Or if you want, you can get him set up in like a program where teachers come to the house and help him, you know, do blocks or something for like social skills. Yeah. And so we started that and we got him into like um, a pre preschool sort of thing. And then through all of that, by the time he was in first grade, he was in his first completely normal neurotypical class and he functions completely like, like fine. Like he's, there are a couple of little things that if you really know him, you can be like, Oh, he's upset because of like, you know, a specific, because like, autism, it's very much, with all children, it's important to have consistency. Mm -hmm. But with autism, patterns are super important. And if a pattern Absolutely. breaks, it's like devastating. Like, it's like, we need that pattern to exist forever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, so How old's your son? How old is he's he? He's seven now. He's okay, seven. seven. I'm sorry. My daughter's seven. No. Her birthday was a couple days ago. Yeah. <laughs> His he's nine nine their okay. birthdays are so close together I can't no, I get it now no, no, but it. anyway so um he you know he was in like normal classes but then there were a couple of things like he would need the weekly calendar to know you know if we're doing art on Friday and PE on Thursday or what mm -hmm. and then if the teacher changed it last minute he'd get upset and he came to me one day and obviously this is before COVID and all that 
he came to me one day after school and was like, mom, what do you do when you're upset? Like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, and I mean, okay, like I'm an adult. I should know the answer to this. I'm yeah. mom. I'm supposed to know everything. Right. And I'm like, everybody handles this differently. Like, what do I say to you? You know, and I, yeah. I wanted to say the perfect thing for him. And I was like, honestly, honey, everybody handles it differently. And like me, I put the music on really loud and try to just like get out of my head for a few minutes, you know? And I was like, some people like your dad does push-ups, like, you know, like, I'm like, so whatever it is that make, makes you comfortable, you could scream into a pillow. And he's like, I'll try that one. And so he like tried a couple <laughs> different things. And I don't know, it seems like he's okay because he hasn't had any type of fit or anything. You know, he's very like, he's good now. But it just, I remember that conversation was so special because, you know, for a very long time, he didn't talk much. And when he did talk, it wasn't about emotion. It wasn't about social things or mom what do I do it was like very specific direct like you know um what's today's agenda like yeah. you know that kind of thing and it was always something tangible but this time it was like hey mom how do I you know handle this emotion and I was so touched I was like you're asking me about something that's like you know a, such a difficult topic and you're talking so well about it and it was fantastic and now he's just He's very good at like communicating now and, you know, being like, oh, I'm frustrated about this or whatever it is. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, well, if you want to scream into the pillow or you want some music or how do we resolve this? Because we can't keep this pattern this way. We have to change it. But, you know, we can handle the emotion a different way. And it's like, it's really gotten like really good, actually. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think you gave him some super good advice because I mean, we do all handle emotions differently. And, you know, I explain to people when I'm trying to explain autism to people that don't live it every day, I always explain it like a language barrier, autistic yeah. children, people, they speak a different language. They just naturally speak the language of autism. So, you know, you mentioned that, you know, he didn't talk about a lot of emotional things and, um, you mm -hmm. know, I, that's super normal because they don't understand that side of things. It's they learn it as they get older. I know with my son, he's got so much better at verbalizing, you know, his emotions, but that's been yeah. something that we've had to teach him. You know, it didn't, yeah. he, he wasn't naturally born knowing how to express a lot of the emotions or recognize those emotions in other people. That was something he's learned. Yeah. He's 11 now. So he's learned, oh, when they make that face, that means this, or oh, when they say that, that means they're upset. You know, it wasn't something that he knew when he was younger. So, you know, a lot of these children, when they're younger, that's the reason they throw all these fits, you know, these autistic fits, quote unquote, that we see is because they're so frustrated and honestly, probably scared. Um, I always say, you know, think about if, you know, you grew up in America, you speak English as your native language, and somebody just picks you up and drops you into the middle of a country that natively speaks another language, and yeah. their customs are completely different with no preparation. Like, you have no preparation. You're just all of a sudden dropped in the middle of that country. No prep. So you'd be scared. You would have no idea what people are talking about. You would have no idea when they do that, it means this. When they do that, it means, you know, that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's normal for them to be upset and scared because they yeah. don't understand, you know, what you're wanting, what you're saying, you know, they, they can't put all those pieces together yet. And, it, you know, as they get older, that's the reason that a lot of times, you know, those fits get fewer and fewer and fewer because they start to figure out, oh, okay, whenever they say that, I'm supposed to do this. I got it. But then 
And then it becomes a pattern. Yeah, exactly. It becomes a pattern, which is so important. And then, you know, you'll also see if they get super stressed out or overwhelmed, they may revert back a little bit, you know, and they start to freak out and throw a fit. But it's because, again, they're overwhelmed. You know, they don't know what to do because that pattern has has been disrupted. They've already figured out. The reason you're asking uh, or saying about um, him asking about what day they did art or, you know, what day they did this. My son. Yeah loves patterns um you know he loves to know ahead of time we have we have to prepare him like we're getting ready to paint his bedroom that seems like not a big deal to most people it's huge it's a huge deal (laughs) and uh, somebody that doesn't have an autistic child they don't understand that why you know two months ahead of time i'm saying we're going to be painting your bedroom you know we're going to have to paint your bedroom you know because there's so many things you know we're going to have to move him out of his room during the time things are going to be moved around the color of the wall is going to be different. So many things yeah. that you have to pre-think just to mentally prepare them for what's coming ahead. So I know it's, you mentioned that you're comfort thing. I think yes, it's like they the the sim the the familiar familiarity is like that's what's so comforting. And the thing is, is like when you're dealing with other people in a social situation, you kind of uh, people naturally read each other normally, and it's like. You like as an autistic person, you can feel the emotions that the other per- people are giving off. So you have a sort of response, like, "Oh, I said something weird," but you have no idea what the weird thing is that you said because you're like, "Okay, well, this hasn't happened before. They're responding this type of way, and I have no idea how to fix it because I don't know what I said." And it's like the most frustrating, confusing thing. It's like you said with the being dropped off in a different country. It's like or with a different language it's like wait so somehow i made them feel this type of emotion but um well they're giving me this emotion back how do i respond to this with like like what happens with this emotion like what is this even emotion and it's just so like so the familiarity of everything around being like the same is just so comforting because it's very you know it's the thing you can go back to as a sort of security blanket of well, you know, I always know that my pillow will be here, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great to have those things. I'm going to jump to the comments real fast so I don't get lost. But Brandy okay. said, hey, guys. And she says she's your friend. Hey, and she Brandy. loves you. Yeah, I love and you And she said, successfully chaotic. I love your show. Well, I love you too. And I'm glad you enjoy this show. <laughs> my my cousin Roger said, woohoo. Hey, cuz. Hey, cuz. It's my cousin. Um, psychedelic podcast, Tina said beautiful ladies i didn't even brush my hair i wasn't even feeling cute but thanks (laughs) so um and then brandy's giving tina some support so loving that (laughs) loving that all right they're talking to each other so we'll just drop it on them so all right (laughs) okay let's see well let's see tina says she's very interested in hearing more about different moments so yeah exactly i mean it's and i think that's the biggest thing is you know, again, if you don't kind of live in this world every day, it can be super confusing. I can remember um, probably my lowest moment um, after I had my son. I he was about four and a half. I had just given birth to a surprise baby. So I have I had a baby after him. I was I thought I was done, but I was I had a surprise. I had a surprise baby. (laughs) He was a surprise baby. And he was during he was about four and a half. And it was during like, that was like the worst years for us. I don't know where, what age was your worst, but about four and a half was pretty darn bad. And um, you couldn't take him anywhere. He'd get so overstimulated just going to the grocery store, going to like, like 
normal places, he would be so overstimulated, you knew it would be kind of a bad day. So I, I had to take him. Go ahead. I think just a lot of people like overstimulated. It's like what, like, yes. it, but it's very, the thing is, is it's very, very um, like every little, like even just like if I'm my hand sitting here and I accidentally graze my hand like this, I, it's like, Oh my yes. gosh, I just touched my hand. Like, and it's like such a big thing and it seems like nothing you're touching your own hand, but like you can feel every sense a thousand times more than like, I guess, neurotypical people. And so everything like it's really bright in a grocery store and like you can hear the carts you can hear yep. the little tiny squeaky wheels even if the yep. wheel's not that squeaky you can hear the weird you can hear the wheels turning like every little detail like you can hear um soda was popping and somebody has you know a cup with soda in it across the room it's like there's little tiny things you pick up up on and eventually they add up and it's like okay, this is too much noise. I need to go back to my exactly. safe pillow at home. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, and it can be hard for other people to understand because, you know, yeah, even neurotypical people get overstimulated. We don't realize it. We get overwhelmed, stressed out. You know, we just call yeah. it different things. But with autistic children, their senses, like you mentioned, are, are like in sensory overload all the time that even yeah. the littlest thing can be just too much. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't get, understand what that is. I don't like this feeling. I don't know how to process this feeling. I don't know what this feeling is. You know, all the yeah, things. So, yes. Where are my yep. sunglasses and my hoodie? Like exactly, so and everything down a bit, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And with, with him at that age, he was four and a half, you know, he just threw the biggest fit. And I remember I was in line, had a newborn baby and the line was yeah. like backed up and he's throwing this fit in the floor. So I'm trying to hold him from hurting himself. Oh, you know, I got gosh. the car, got a newborn baby in the carrier. And of course I was nursing. So the baby starts crying. Well, I don't know if you ever nurse, but you know what it starts to happen. So I'm yep. like leaking milk <laughs> down my shirt. So I'm standing there in a sopping wet shirt. Like, oh. He's throwing a fit. I've got a newborn screaming. I'm exhausted because I just given birth. Not very long before that. Oh, and I was just so overwhelmed that. And then there was this, this person next to me who I'm sure was very well meaning, but, you know, his comment to me was, you know, this is what's wrong with the world today that people don't think about disciplining their children enough. And I was just like, oh, you know, it's just comments like that, you know, but here's the thing. Yeah. Yes. But, but here's the thing, you know, if I rewind myself back to before I had my son, if I seen a kid throw in a tantrum in the line, I might have automatically just assumed they were a brat. They were spoiled. They were throwing a tantrum. I, you know, I may have, I don't know. But when you yeah. have an autistic child, you know, it puts things in a whole nother perspective because now if I see a child out throwing a fit, I'm sitting thinking, you know, I wonder if he's, you know, going through a lot right now. I wonder if he's just overstimulated. I wonder if all the things. So it's, having my autistic child has been, has given me the ability to kind of look honestly at the world differently, look at people differently. And I would never change that. Um, as far as like with, with your son, um, you know, I'm sure you've gone through your low moments. Um, oh, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> there, was, um, there was, I remember he, he was very specific about, you know, he would always, every time he woke up, first thing he would do is line up his cars perfectly in order in, yeah. in, you know, in a complete line, but it would go like across the house. Like it wasn't just like five or 10 cars. It was like every car he owned had to be in this line and it had to stay perfectly still. And if somebody accidentally kicked it, he was like, why did you break my line? And like, it was like actually painful for him. He wasn't just like mad for no reason. Anyway, um, I'm a single mom and I 
didn't really bring people around that much except for like if I needed extra support I would like maybe bring a friend over or something and so I brought my friend over and she was like um well maybe I could help you a little bit with your son like maybe I could watch him for a little bit so you could just read for like an hour and you could relax and I was like okay thank you so she came over and so he had the cars all lined up and I think she was trying to like kind of clean up or something like she was yeah. trying to help in that way like to make the house more you know because a lot of times as a stressed mom if somebody helps you tidy up you feel better because it's clean you know it's like, <laughs> nice. I was going to ask and, for her information I'll call her she can come over and help me <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it was when I lived in New York so if you live in New York oh, maybe. Darn. I don't so but, close um, <laughs> So she, anyway, so she starts like, you know, picking up the regular toys of his and putting them in, in the bin. And then she starts picking up the cars and she's like, come on, sweetie, come help me pick up these cars. And he's like, wait, you're, 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 you're moving my cars. Like, and he didn't say that his, just his expression was that. And yeah. I was like five feet away on the couch reading. And I looked up and was like, oh no, <laughs> you know, and she's like, what's wrong with him because of the expression she was like why is he so upset and she's like come on and she she didn't it took her a second to stop putting the cars away because you know normally yeah. I think it shouldn't be an issue kind of thing for most people yeah. normally but it was he was like devastated but then he didn't know what to do about it so he like looked at her like hurt and then he was just like like that and then he just like screamed but it's like this like like brutal high pitched scream that's like just like at the top of your lungs type scream and it's a different kind of scream than to me I can usually tell the difference of when it's like a fit scream versus like an actual like an autistic fit scream yeah like a fit scream is more just like ah but like an autistic fit scream it's like no like you have devastated yeah. my entire life and you hurt yeah. me like that type of scream and I was like, okay, well, let's put these back. And I was like, thank you to my friend, but these ones I don't put away. And she's like, oh, okay. So she starts putting them back, but they weren't perfect. And so <laughs> he was still upset. And I was like, hey, look, let's line it up. And I was trying to get him to calm down, but he was already in like fit mode of yeah. like the world has already ended. And so I was like, okay, like, and I didn't know what to do because he was, I think he was like two at the time. And I didn't know how to handle the screaming thing. And I was like, okay, I need to help him, but I don't know how. And I was like, okay. Um, and naturally I just wanted to like hold him and make him feel better. So I picked him up and I was like, can you sit with me? And he's like, no, you know, he didn't want to sit with me. And I was like, okay. So then I put him on the couch next to me and then I sat next to him and I kind of just like looked at him like that, like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> and, you know, I was like, okay. Um, and then I was like, if I rub his back, it's just going to bother him. If I hug him, it's just going to bother him. Any extra sense toward him is going to bother him. And I was like, like a lot of kids, you know, you rub their back or whatever. And I was like, I can't do anything physically for him at all. And I was like, I kind of just have to wait for this, I guess. And then I looked at him and I like put my hand out so he could hold my hand. And he looked at me and he was like, and then a second later, he was kind of like, and then he like looked at me like that like I don't know what you're doing or what this is but like sure I guess because you're my mom I'll put my hand there <laughs> and I was like okay I don't know what to do about this now and then he like let go and then he just like sat there and I was like buddy are you okay do you want to put the cars in a line and part of me was like maybe I should say nothing right now not mention yeah. them again 
But I was like, maybe this will actually make him feel better. And then he got off the couch and he put him back in a line. And then like, it was weird. It was like everything just like kind of reset and his emotions were back to being, it comes across as stoic, but it's not that yeah. they're stoic. They have all the emotions in the world. It's just mm-hmm. those emotions are all stuck under this like cage of foreign language, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. And Absolutely. it's like the expression is so hard and the reading of it is hard, but it's so when he goes back to stoic, I could tell he was feeling better. <laughs> No, absolutely. And I I know that was one of the things that I, you know, I've had people say to me before about my son, Cade, his name's Cade. And they'll say, well, he's very affectionate, you know, to be autistic. Yeah. Cause it's, there's, it's like, there's this idea that, you know, autistic children are not affectionate. Now he's not affectionate like to everyone, yeah. you know what I mean? But he is very affectionate. And I mean, there's little things, like you said, you you watch, you learn the different screams, you learn the times where, okay, this is definitely him upset and it's autism. And this is him just being a kid that's kind of being bratty at this moment. You know, there are definitely <laughs> the differences. And, yeah, you know, if you're with them, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to like over coddle them, but you also don't want to like be like, oh, I don't care that you have this, you know, this thing that makes you feel this way. It's you yeah. got to find a like balance as much as possible. Yeah. And, and I think it's important. Like, I know we've always been pretty upfront with Cade on the fact that he's autistic. And that just means his brain works differently than a lot of other people's brains. We've always, because, you know, we didn't want him to think it was something to be ashamed of. So, you know, we've always yeah. had that discussion with him. And so he knows he's autistic. Now there have been times he's tried to use it. You know, he'll do something. He'll be like, well, you know, mom, my brain, it just doesn't work the way. And I'm like, no, I was like, it doesn't, but that's not what this is about. Is it? And well, that's the funny thing about autistic kids is a lot of that like most of them do not lie well you can tell so you know i'll say that's not what this is about is and he's all like you know his eyes are real wide because he doesn't know what to do because he can't lie you know (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's just it's it's so funny that i you know it's but they do they look at life in such a different way that you know i i always tell people that you know, people always say, oh, he's so lucky to have you as a mom. And I'm like, I'm lucky to have him because I am a totally different person now since I've had him than yeah, I was before. So it's like, it is. It's, it's he's taught me to look at things different. Yes. Yeah. It's like super like, like I remember um, the other day, actually, he came up to me and he's like, mom, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay, honey, what's up? And he's like, oh, not right now. I, I have to come back at one o'clock. I have class until about 1258 and I was yeah. like I'll be here because <laughs> it was just wow. adorable how he said it and I was like I'll be here so then he came back I'm assuming at exactly 1258 and yeah. I didn't look at the clock but he's very very amazing with time which is awesome yeah. because like the ADHD doesn't have good yeah. skills with time yeah. I mean yeah. I set alarms and I make it happen but like it's trouble anyway so he um he came back and he's like so it's very important to me that we hug at least probably seven times a day. And I was like, yeah, let's do that now. Do you want to hug? And he's like, yeah. And so he hugged me and he's like, yeah, we need to do this. Like, well, maybe like 20 times a day. How do you feel about that? And I was like, 20 is perfect, honey. Like, we'll just hug whenever you want to. And he's like, good, because I very much like hugging you. And I was like, I like hugging you too. And he's like, okay. And then he, he did this funny, like he does these like funny kind of movement things. Yeah. And he did the funny jumpy thing. And he's like, he was like, like kind of like that. And I was like, what are you doing, bud? And he's like, I'm the silliest kid in the world. And I was like, that's <laughs> awesome. 
And he's like, okay, I gotta go do homework, but I'm so silly. And I was like, you are so silly. I just love you. And it was like the best conversation because it was just adorable to me how he talks. It's, it is. It's super awesome. We're going to go ahead and go to Brandy said, um, we're smart and intelligent. Um, but I saw how overwhelming it was for parents without bursts and she wanted to be supportive and help. Let's see. And would be, yeah. So I think it's important to yeah notice and try to help. And sometimes there's nothing you can do other than, you know, and I've had people ask me that before. Cause I've told that story before. People are like, well, what would you have somebody do? I mean, obviously trying to take him and pick him up would have been way worse. You know, but just, <laughs> even if it was just saying, you know, what, what can I do? You know, can I just knowing that somebody is there because there, there's a lot of things that are not talked about a whole lot um, in the world of special needs. And it is the isolation. Um, you know, it is, it can be very isolating to have a child with yeah. special needs. Um, that friend that I mentioned, she no. didn't ever really hang out with me after yeah. that again. Like, she just didn't. She was like, I asked her one time, I was like, Hey, you never come over anymore. And she's like, yeah, I was a little scared of your son. And I was yeah. like, He's not scary. Like I think it overwhelms people, though. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Seems to. But there was a really special moment one time. Actually, it's happened quite a few times, but there's one in particular that I thought would be good to share to answer the question. Also, um, you know, it was the same. It was not the same because what you explained with the newborn and having just given birth, that would be even harder, <laughs> you know. But um, I was. Hard, hard's hard. I don't think there's any harder. Yeah. Hard is just hard. <laughs> I was in the grocery store one time and, you know, I think it was the same thing where he got really overwhelmed. And then we were in the checkout line and he's like, you know, he wanted a candy because the last time I had given him a candy because he was really good the entire time. So I gave him a candy and I was like, thank you so much, bud. You were awesome. And you helped me take out the milk and all this stuff. So then this time he's like, well, can I have a candy? Because it's like become a new pattern apparently. (laughs) And I was like, no, sweetie, like we're just going to go home. And he, you know, he got really upset about it. And I was overwhelmed because there was a line behind me. I felt super bad about the cashier, about all the people behind me and what they could potentially be like, you know, having to hurry up and do for themselves and their families. And I was like, oh, my gosh, all these poor people are like dealing with me not be able to take out my wallet because I can't think because my son's screaming and I want to just help him feel better. But I have to also pay for this really quick. And I'm like, okay, Charlie, just move faster. Like, it'll be okay if you're just faster. And I'm like, but I can't because he's sad. And it was like trying to do both at the same time. I didn't have enough hands kind of thing. And with him, I just kind of held him in the exact same spot. And that tends to comfort him. It's like you just hold him firm, but without any sort of like, you know, extra stimulation. Yeah, like a, of, like a bear like, hug. That's yeah, kind of like my son too. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I was like holding him and I was like, there's no, and I kind of like was about to try and reach my wallet. And I was like, there's no way I have to just stay just like this for him. But then everybody was looking at me like, dude, you're in the middle of the line holding it up and it's long. What is wrong with you? You're ruining my Sunday, you know? Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like these people are going to hate me, but this is my son, you know? And I need to make sure he's first. And so I kept bear hugging him. And then um, this lady, so, you know, I finally, he calmed down and, you know, I was like, listen, let's go. And I kind of tried to like distract him about when we get home, we're going to do this and this and this and this, which he likes to hear the next step. So it distracts him a bit. And then, you know, I paid for it and started to leave. And this lady taps me on the shoulder and um, like, I'm sensitive to stuff too. So I was like, Hey, what's up? Like, you know, and I was worried that she was going to get mad at me because there have been, and 
I don't want to like disparage people, but a lot of people, like you said, they're not used to it. So they're like, what is going on? And I've had a lot of really rough comments about it. So I was kind of expecting, like, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I was like bracing myself for the impact of potentially her saying something that would like make me sad. And so I was kind of like, okay, like, hey, what's up, you know? And she was like, I just wanted to tell you that the way that you like held him like that and just stood there for a moment and gave your son that time that he needed was really beautiful to me. And I appreciate that you did that for your son. And I was like, wow, thank you. You know, like, don't ever notice that, that like, thank you. And she's like, yeah. And don't worry about, because I was like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, it made us take a little longer. And she's like, don't worry about that at all. It's fine. It's Sunday. Like people need to relax and, you know, like stop and smell the flowers, so to speak. You have a beautiful son and that's something to cherish and be happy about. And these other people may not know that, but you do. And that's wonderful. And I was like, so touched. I was crying when I got to the car and, you know, it's just the, the, basically the understanding of like, you know, I think it's like a gratitude toward, you know, your children and then like what she asked toward their children and toward them. And it's just this this overwhelming gratitude in yourself that sort of it stands out into other people. That's the best thing to do because it's that will reach them, whether you tap them on the shoulder and say it or you just don't give them dirty stares like everybody else. Exactly. Or, you know, whatever it is, it's just that gratitude is fantastic. And it goes a long way because, you know, all moms have their moments where it's like they can't take anymore. And you add another layer to that when you're adding in that, you you know, these special needs. And, you know, I can remember that the story that I was telling earlier about being in the grocery store, that was my lowest moment, not only because of the comment he made and I was super overwhelmed and stressed out, but I can remember having this thought of, you know, if I was going to have a special needs child why didn't he look the part? Because my experience before I had my son was Down syndrome. My uncle was Down syndrome, but see, Down syndrome has a face. You look at somebody with Down syndrome that's having a hard time. You're like, oh, they have Down syndrome. You know, they're having a hard time. My son looks like most other little boys. You know, you can't physically see that he has, you know, special needs. You know, it's inside. So it always made it so hard to try to explain that, you know, he's having a really hard time because he didn't look what a lot of people think special needs look like. And I can remember having that thought and then I felt so guilty for having that thought, but I did. Because I was like, I mean, it's terrible. So, I mean, it's just, but I mean, I think, I think you're right. Just even, even if you don't know what to say, because again, if you've never been there, done that, you know, it's, you don't know what to say, but even if it's just being understanding and not jumping to conclusions and because I mean, trust me, uh, whether you're a mom with neurotypical kids, that's, they're just having a meltdown or you're a mom of a special needs kid that's having a meltdown. We we're at our brink at that moment that we do not need anything extra and just being understanding goes a long, long way for sure. So I want to go ahead and kind of move toward Charlie now as the person, not Charlie, the mom, not Charlie, the special needs, Charlie's a person. You mentioned that you're an actress. So I am not an actress, but I knew, do know juggling, you know, trying to have my own identity while still being a mom and all the things. And it is quite challenging to try to do that. Um, you know, talk, talk about you that. Are, 
the first person in a very long time that was like, you know, talking about having my own identity separate from it. And it's funny because I was just talking to my kids about this a couple of days ago. And I was like, okay, well, I, I'm in school also for entertainment business. And so I was trying to be a little bit more part of the community at school. Like mm -hmm. I get good grades, but I don't do anything community wise because I'm busy, yeah. you know, I have my children and I, I'm also acting. And so I'm always busy, but I had this opportunity to be able to go. And my friend was willing to watch the kids for a few hours. And they love him. They ask for him all the time. And so I was like, oh, maybe they'll be okay with it because it's him and it's only going to be four hours and I'll be fine. And so I was like, hey, listen, on this coming Saturday, I'm going to go up to school and do a couple of things with my classmates. And he was like, wait, you're going to go? You're going to leave? And I was like, it'll be four hours and I'll be right back. And, you know, my friend's going to watch you guys. And he's like, well, I like him. Yeah, that will be good. But I don't want you to go. And I was like, okay, well, um, okay. So I, and I was like, I don't know how to explain this. Cause I don't like, yeah. and I was like, all right, well, okay, look. And he's like, it's not for work. And I was like, you're right. And he's like, but you only ever leave for work. And I was like, you're also right. And I was like, but school is something I really enjoy. And it's important if I can also do things that I enjoy too you know, so that I will be happier. And when I come back, I'll miss you even more. And then I'll be more excited. And I'll be like, hey, let's do your favorite puzzle or something like that. And he's like, so when you come back, you'll do my favorite puzzle. And I was like, yes. And I'll play Pokemon with you and everything you want. <laughs> like, just please let me Playing go. Pokemon. That is, that is definitely... <laughs> you were really get you were really giving him something there i pokemon i'm like well, i'll play anything pokemon. i'll play anything but pokemon that's what i tell my kids please don't oh make me play i pokemon. really I'll love pokemon i'll do it oh no, gosh okay. Nate, you're a lot younger than me maybe it's because of that because there's two well, things when my kids want to play it's minecraft minecraft when they ask me to play minecraft i try to talk them into everything else and pokemon <laughs> and i just like my yeah, that's why I try. But sometimes it's it usually doesn't work. But I usually beg. I'm yeah. like, how about we do this? Come on. I try to make it extra fun. Like, come on, let's do like, it. And they're yeah. like, no, mom. Dang it. So, so but I yeah, I love that. I decided about my friend coming enough that he was like, okay, well, it'll be good because your friend's coming and I get to hang out with him and he plays Pokemon with me. He's like, did you know that? And I was like, you told me last time. And he's like, okay, good. So he's going to play Pokemon with me all day for the whole four hours. Are you okay with that? And I was like, yes, as long as you do your homework and chores, that's fine. And eat, you know, <laughs> And he's like, okay. So I was like, all right, so I'm, I'm going to go do this thing. So then the day it happened in the morning, he was like really upset. Like, well, I really don't want you to leave. Like you, you never leave unless it's work yeah. and this is not work. You have no excuse. You know? And I was like, okay, sweetie, this is for me. I need to do this for school. You know how you have homework and stuff and then you have the extra stuff you do for for dojo points you know and he's like yeah and i'm like this is kind of like a dojo points thing plus it makes me feel comfortable and happier because i'm sort of you know getting to go outside and he's like but we go outside all the time and i'm like but like outside of being just mom i can be yeah. charlie yeah and he was like oh yeah i've never seen you be charlie before yeah and I was like, <laughs> okay well see now you can and he's like well you you're charlie at work and i was like, like well yeah and he's like i saw your movie and i was like yeah and he's like okay so it's kind of like work and i was like but i don't want to lie to you but <laughs> like 
I am Charlie in both of those places. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm Charlie as a mom too, but it's just like, I feel it is. So it's much different dynamics for sure. Charlie a bit. And he understood that part. He was like, oh, you're so much mom. You're so much just, you know, my mom that you kind of lose the Charlie part. And I was like, right. Yeah. So I'm kind of just that part back. And he's like, oh yeah, you can go. I like your friend. And I was like, all of this. And I could have just said that, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> It's just funny. But you never know what's going to make their mind work. So funny. Yeah. But yeah. Like you try all the things and it finally works. I know. And I know one of the things I think it's super important to kind of point out just because of this whole story is that, you know, whenever I was younger, I thought that I, you know, once I had kids, it's like, I, I'm just there only as mom and wife now. That's just my identity. Yeah, and, sure. you know, I think, yeah, but I, I don't think that's a healthy way to be. You know, it took me a while till I, I started being just kind of miserable and I didn't really know why, but, but I think I know now that it was because I wasn't really pushing into what I wanted as Maria. You know what I mean? Because, you know, yeah. when we, ha when we become a wife or a, a partner or whatever the dynamics is there, you know, that we do start to wear another hat, but that doesn't mean we should give up who we were originally. And the same thing when we have kids, you know, yes, we step yeah. into this, you know, wearing this new hat of motherhood, but that should not mean that we give up who we were before. And I think that's, that's hard to try to figure out how to, you know, balance those things. And, you know, it's, it yeah. is a huge balance, but it's so important. Um, I make it a priority now to do the things that I you know, want to do. Um, of course, I don't get to do as much as the things that I want to do because I have all the children like, um, but yeah. you know, it's, I, I would never change having them. They, they make my life like crazy, completely crazy, but also worthwhile. But, you know, it is important to go ahead and, you know, not lose your identity. I love that you're still acting. I love that you're, um, you know, really diving into things outside of just parenting. Um, let's you talk know, about your acting career a little bit. Yeah, for a long time I wasn't. I there was a point where I was depressed. I I was only mom. That that was my only identity. I was yeah. his mom and my daughter another son's mom and that's it. That was my identity. And somebody asked me, you know, my I think it was my my aunt offered to watch them for me for a night, you know. And she said, "Well, how long do you want me to watch them for?" And I was like, "I, I don't know." however long you want to, I guess. <laughs> it was like maybe like a, an hour or something. And she's like, you can't do anything for an hour. You're kidding me. And she's like, okay, like how about like nine to five? So you can just go do whatever you want for a day. And I was like, thank you. Okay. And I left the house and, you know, obviously there was the convincing time of letting Milo, I mean, letting my son let me go kind of thing. But, um, you know, once everything was good and they were solid, I went and I got in the car and I sat there going, I have no idea what to do I, I don't even I... know what I like I was like what do I like I know I like movies that's all I know and I was like I don't know what to do and I was like there's not really a movie showing at nine o'clock in the morning that I know of and um I, I was like I really don't know what to do with myself and I called a couple of friends and I was like what do I do and they're like well you didn't really tell us ahead of time so like we can't hang out with you <laughs> like how like what are we gonna do with you like we're busy and I was like oh yeah I didn't think that through like I don't know how people hang out anymore and you know I went to the beach because well the beach is awesome and it made me feel better and I sat there for a while and I was like what the heck do I want to do with my life and finally I called my friend and I was like you know I had been depressed and that's why my aunt came over to kind of like help me out and she has I believe seven kids also so she you know you guys are kind of similar and um with the understanding of motherhood and all of that 
and I mean, it's like a big deal to me that you guys are able to do that <laughs> but um because with three it's hard for me sometimes and anyway um so you know she did that to kind of help me out anyway so I called my friend and I was like I need to know what to do and he's like what do you mean and I was like at all like do I go eat I'm not even hungry like what am I supposed to do at nine o'clock yeah he's like yeah you've been really depressed lately like you haven't called me in like four or five months and I was like really I feel like I talked to you yesterday and he's like yeah that's probably you being depressed and he's like well what do you want to do like what's your favorite thing to do and I was like act and he's like find a way to do that and I was like okay well but I can't do that at like right now and he's like you could you could just do a self-tape or something and I was like yeah that's true and he's like okay anyway so you know I thought about it I did actually do some acting that day and then I realized also like with work and stuff like I was just like always down like my job was literally to teach because the hours were perfect fit for the kids' hours everything I did was completely identified by my children and I remember like I, I like teaching and you know I was pretty good at it but I remember thinking to myself, this isn't what I want to do forever. Like, I wish I could act. And, you know, I called my friend again and I was like, you know, I want to act as my career. I think I've, I've literally wanted that since I was 10. Like, I, I wanted that when I was a kid. I've always wanted that. And he's like, yeah, you did mention it when you were 10. And I was like, so, but how do you even do that? And he's like, I'm not an actor. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, but if you want to, go for it. And then I started like, you know, Googling how to be an actor and all this stuff. And, you know, for a while, nothing came up. And then I was like, no, I have to be smart about this. What am I good at that can make me figure out how to do this? Like, I'm very resourceful. And I was like, okay, well, you know, and I started looking up stuff and then I found an audition and it was a Steven Spielberg audition for the new West Side Story, which new is relative. It was a while ago. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And that was like, kind of like shooting pretty high up for like my very first thing kind of thing. And I was like, you know what, even if I bomb the audition, even if I'm awful, I want to at least do it so that I can say I did it to myself. And I can look myself in the mirror and be like, you know what, I did this. And I didn't make it. I did the audition, but I didn't make it. It was a singing audition. You go in and you sing. And I did not have a voice at the time that was good at all. And you know, so I was a little bit like, it was a little bit of a hit that I was rejected for it, even though I knew I would be, it was like, no, what if I could have done it, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it was, you know, I knew like for the, you know, the production, like that I was not the fit they needed. They needed somebody else that would fit what they need. And so then I was like, okay, I'm fine. That didn't, that wasn't my, I wasn't a fit for them. Let me try a different one. So then I started researching like student films and indie films. And, you know, I came across an audition for, I think it was um, uh, Maybelline, Molly and Me. And they said, you know, it was actually, there was an audition for it, I believe. And then, you know, I went in and auditioned and they said, do you want to be like the neighbor, like the, the comedic relief? And yeah. I was like, sure. And so I did that and that was my first thing. And then, you know, after that, it's just like I hit the ground running. I kept doing stuff. And it honestly is my sort of like, you know, like I have my, you know, my children and I take care of them and I always put them first as much as possible. But this is like the second thing that I can put first that also like gives me 
it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like my children give me a breath of fresh air in one way. It's like a joyous type of thing when, you know, you already know when you see your children and you see them growing and they're wonderful and beautiful and you're just like, I love you, you know? And then when you're acting, there's this vulnerability that you express that just feels so good to be able to express. And it's that feeling is like, it's the opposite breath of fresh air. It's like, those are my two main, like, that's my life. Like, those are my favorite things to do. And so that's what it became. It just became, you know, work and my family. And that's kind of why he was like, if you're not here, you're working. What do you yeah, mean? You're, that's the only two options you have, mom. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, also fun. <laughs> it's funny when kids start to realize that you're more than just mom. You know, I have to tell them, you know, while I go through the same quote, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not your maid. <laughs> you <know>? I'm <laughs> yeah. not your chef. You know, I go literally down the list because I love my kids with all my heart, but they also drive me completely to the br brink of just completely going insane. Um, and I'm definitely one of those sarcastic moms and all of my children are also sarcastic, which is hysterical and terrible at the same time. So that's <laughs> yeah. kind of the dynamics of my household. <laughs> so it is definitely fun. It's like, you know, my youngest, my oldest is actually 22 and she has has a one-year-old and another baby on the way but my youngest oh, wow. child is four so I've got like the full age range going and the four-year-old she is sassy and sarcastic as can be and you know it's really that that's the hard part is it's like trying to figure out what to deal with and you know I have to like laugh in secret like he because some of the stuff is awful she this is adorable but you're it like, is there's like I shouldn't be laughing at this <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. So I, I'm want, I want everybody to know, first of all, like, are there specific places where they can follow you? Because we're getting close to the end of time. And I want to make sure that if there are some places that you want them to follow you, to find you, all the things yeah. they can. And I've really enjoyed this chat. I'd actually love to have you me on you. again soon, just talking specifically yeah. like you're acting. Um, but I, when I seen you're a special needs mom, I'm like, yes, my people. So I definitely want to know. like be able to have talked is. about that. I mean, yes. I love talking about my acting, but I love talking about my children. So it's exactly. perfect. Exactly. So thank you. Absolutely. So go ahead and give them the shout out and then we'll talk later about getting you uh, back on just to talk about Charlie, the actress, but um, okay. go ahead and give your shout out of all the places to follow. I have Instagram is Charlie Marie 17 and then Twitter is Charlie Marie seven. Um, and then my website is Charlie hyphen Marie.com. So oh, on the easy. website has all the links. So that makes it easier. Well, there you go. If you can't figure that out, just message me and I'll send you the links and I will stay in touch um, because, well, I just love you. I'm a fan now. So yeah, that's how that is. I like you too. <laughs> and you literally like, it's, I don't know, you're inspiring because you literally have seven kids and that's a lot. <laughs> I it understand and you do a podcast also. And yeah. I don't know. It's really cool. So well, like thank you so much. And thanks to everybody who watched uh, Brandy Singleton. I'm assuming she's a friend of yours. Um, she yeah, had a lot of great, great comments. Yeah. I didn't get to respond to all of them, cause, but you know, I really enjoyed, um, like I've been kind of skimming them through here and the, always thanks to Tina Marie. And we had another person respond. I don't even know who that is, but maybe you know who they are, but hi, what? um, <laughs> thanks for watching. We enjoyed it, but, uh, 
So anyway, thanks for, for coming on and um, we will be in touch. And everybody that is watching now, um, we will be going actually live again here in about four minutes um, with Business Acceleration Playbook. And our guest today is Tim Kroll. So you don't want to miss that out on that. He's going to be talking about leadership. Um, we'll have the full panel there with Ray Baxter, Angela Buckley, Jeff DeWaskin, and of course, our guest, Tim Kroll. So see you back in a few. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. I don't have answers, clearly no manners, baby. I, I know you want it better, putting on the pressure.